1: This episode of Lore Party contains spoilers for Life is Strange, but not for its prequel, Life is Strange Before the Storm, so if you're playing that, you're good to go. Hello and welcome to a Lore Party minigame, a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell. I'm Mike Ferris. Typically right here I would play either some music from the game or the game's trailer, but in honor of today's game, Life is Strange, which is about going to your hometown and reliving past events, I'm actually going to step out of the recording booth and into my hometown of Cuyahoga Falls in Ohio. Life is strangely to center around Max Caulfield, an 18-year-old who is finishing up schooling at Blackwell Academy in order to kickstart her photography career. While trying to prevent a school shooting from taking the life of her childhood friend, Chloe Price, Max mysteriously gains time travel abilities. As she keeps manipulating time, strange occurrences start appearing throughout the town of Arcadia Bay, Max gets visions of an apocalyptic tornado, snow starts to fall in 80-degree weather, birds start falling out of the sky, and a second moon starts to appear in the sky as well. Today, though, I want to focus on the central theme of the game, which is nostalgia, living in the past, both literally and figuratively, and how the character of Chloe Price is a symbol for this theme and the struggles we all go through when confronting our nostalgia. From the plethora of Star Wars films to the Marvel films and Netflix's show Stranger Things, Nostalgia is omnipresent. However, I think most media uses nostalgia improperly. Most use it just as brand name recognition. The word itself is derived from Greek. Literally translated, it means the pain of remembering the past. And I think it's the pain that most people seem to forget. It's easy to look upon our childhoods with rose-colored glasses. Life is Strange, however, is fully aware that staying in the past is painful and unproductive for our lives. When we first meet Chloe Price, She is welcoming, but distant towards Max. Unsure if the Max she is meeting now is the same Max that she remembers from her childhood. The same way that I, when walking down these streets of my hometown, I feel a little apprehensive about the town as a whole. It's the same, most of the stores are the same. That Rocco's Pizza is the same. But it feels different. I have to look at this town through the eyes of an adult. I've never had to do that before. Max too feels a little bit of culture shock herself, the Chloe that she knew was a bright and shipper girl. This Chloe she's meeting now is the exact opposite, moody, rebellious, covered in tattoos and cigarette smoke. As the game progresses though, the two begin to warm up to each other again. They hang out around the town, listen to music, reminisce about the past, and try to figure out what's going on and why Max has these powers. However, there is one reoccurring issue death seems to surround Chloe Price. Regardless if it's an accident, murder, or a disease, Chloe cannot escape this cycle. Max and her time travel powers are always at the ready to fix the situation and save Chloe's life. But with every minor change, there's a greater consequence. The world itself seems to be crumbling around them. I want to highlight three scenes. first scene is a rather simple scene. Max and Chloe break into the school's swimming pool in order to cause a little bit of mischief and to just relax. And this is where the bond between the two is solidified. Max and Chloe want to move on with their lives, but under one condition. They have to be with each other. They want to play both sides. A better future, but with the comforts of the past.
0: I wish Rachel was here. She would totally love being in here at night. Wish you guys had met each other. We will. With all this stuff going on, I'm starting to think everything is related. And I want to find out why for Kate's sake. She didn't deserve to die. Your power is changing everything, Max. Especially you. I can already tell. You're not some chicken shit anymore. Thanks, girlfriend. You know what I mean. You're becoming like this force of nature. More like luck of nature on, my power failed trying to rescue Kate. Maybe I'm just stumbling back and forth in time. For what reason? You didn't stumble when you saved me, Max. Not that time. But that's because you were there to kickstart my power. So it's time to start moving forward in time. And we're obviously connected, since without me you would have never discovered your power, right? Absolutely. You make me feel like I know what I'm doing. And you make me feel like I have a reason for still being in Arcadia Bay. I hope so. Stop being so goddamn humble.
1: The second scene I want to highlight challenges this relationship and occurs midway through the game. Max wants to go back in time in order to save Chloe's father from a car accident, which starts Chloe's downward spiral into depression and rebellion. After saving Chloe's father, Max jumps back into the present. Here, she learns that instead of improving Chloe's life, Chloe is the one who gets into a car accident and is now a paraplegic with a failing respiratory system. At this point in the game, Max has already saved Chloe's life a few times, but they've been fairly minor fixes. Don't do this, don't go there, you get the idea. But here, Max is the one who caused Chloe's pain. As a bit of mercy, Chloe asks Max to give her an overdose of morphine.
0: Listen, Max, my respiratory system is failing and and it's only getting worse. I've heard the doctors talking about it when they thought I was zonked out. So I know I'm just putting off the inevitable while my parents suffer along, and I will too. This isn't how I want things to end. What? What are you saying? I'm saying that being with you again has been so special. I just wanted to feel like when we were kids running around Arcadia Bay and everything was possible and you made me feel that way today. I want this time with you to be my last memory.
1: It's here that Max learns a valuable lesson. Sometimes it's better to let the past be the past and not to try to correct it. Sometimes it's better to let mistakes be mistakes and learn from them rather than arbitrarily fixing them because you have no idea of the unintended consequences. And of course, the last scene I want to highlight is the end of the game. The tornado that Max has had visions of throughout the entire game has come true. She realizes she's left with one choice. Go back in time and not intervene with the shooting of Chloe and let the past be the past or let Chloe live but as a consequence, the town of Arcadia Bay is gonna get swept up in the tornado.
2: Max, this is the only way. I feel like I took the shot a thousand years ago. You, you could use that photo. To change everything right back to when you took that picture. All that would take is for me to... To... Fuck that. No. No way. You are my number one priority now. You are all that matters to me. I know. You proved that over and over again. Even though I don't deserve it. I'm so selfish not like my mom. Look what she had to give up and live through. And she did. She deserves so much more than to be killed by a storm in a fucking diner. Even my my stepfather deserves her alive. There's so many more people in Arcadia Bay who should live. Way more than me. Don't say that. I won't trade you. You're not trading me. Maybe you've just been delaying my real destiny. Look at how many times I've almost died or actually died around you. Look at what's happened in Arcadia Bay ever since you first saved me. I know I've been selfish, but for once, I think I should accept my fate. Our fate, Chloe! Max, you finally came back to me this week and you did nothing but show me your love and friendship. You made me smile, and laugh, like I haven't done in years. Wherever I end up after this, in whatever reality, all those moments between us were real, and they'll always be ours.
1: The game is challenging the player to learn its lessons. You can make the choice to save Chloe's life and sacrifice the town and the people in it, but you get sort of a half-hearted ending. You and Chloe simply drive away from the town trying to ignore the destruction you indirectly cause. If you choose to sacrifice Chloe, however, you get a more bittersweet ending. As I trek through my hometown, I do think of all the things I would want to change in the past if I could travel in time. Things I've said to people, friends that have abandoned me and I extension abandoned them, I reminisce of playing baseball in the parks, my best friends and I riding our Razor scooters to the Blockbuster in order to get sweet video games and VHS tapes, Smiling the old bread factory that's now closed and replaced with a U-Haul. Checking out old books at the libraries, and sometimes I wish those days didn't have to go. But they do. They have to. Life is Strange wants to teach you that you either move on with your life, make a better life, or you get swallowed up in the past, unable to escape. Thanks for listening. Executive producer for Lore Party is Abu Zafar. This minigame is produced by me, Michael Ferris. Be sure to check out Lore Party on Twitter at lore underscore party. Be sure to check out the other episodes we're launching today with our discussions of Papers, Please and Abu's intro into the Metroid universe. Subscribe to Lore Party on whatever podcasting service you use so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. I'm Mike Ferris of Lore Party. Thanks for listening.